The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone had a wonderful Halloween, folks. I hope you did. My wife and I actually went to the YMCA, and we worked out in the pool with our favorite instructor, Carrie, who actually came to my wife's baby shower and so we had a good time folks it was raining here there weren't really a lot of kids out last year i wasn't around for halloween my wife and i went camping so i wasn't really sure what this neighborhood would look like on halloween night but i decided on the way back from the y we stopped at the grocery store and picked up some candy and made up a few baskets for my neighbors three kids great people my neighbors actually my neighbors uh my neighbor josh his grandmother made us a crocheted blanket and a matching hat for our baby and it was done in a camping theme uh, because we like camping and hiking and the baby shower was themed for camping and hiking so Josh and his wife gave us the blanket the other day. And I said, oh, man, I got to get these kids some good candy. I got to poison them with the candy. I figured they eat candy. So anyway, we made up a few baskets, and I brought those over to them. They had actually, uh, they were just getting home when I walked outside. They had went and trick-or-treated in another neighborhood. So I hope everyone had a great Halloween. We did not have the baby yesterday, folks. Didn't happen. No Halloween baby. Uh, I know uh, Maria, I think one of her kids was born on Halloween, so we don't get to share that, folks. Listen, guys, just got off a one-hour call with Jim, and you know Jim from the Hotwire, the Thomas Paine podcast Hotwire that you can subscribe to over at Payne.tv slash gold. This guy is brilliant, folks, brilliant. He's been in and around finance and money for, I think, 40 years. And so we just talked for an hour. It was the first time I actually spoke to him on the phone. And what an enlightening conversation. So we have a special treat planned for you folks here at the Dustin Gold Standard. And hopefully we'll be able to get Mike to air this on the Thomas Paine Podcast channel as well. We are cooking up, folks. It kicks off November 4th. That is uh, coming up in a couple of days. We are going to be doing a three-part two-hour-per-part series. And the first part is going to cover the climate change scam, the climate control scam. And the reason why we have to do that, as Jim says, there's a lot of information out there, probably hundreds of hours worth of shows just on the climate scam. But you have to understand that the climate 
situation. Climate change is a giant grift. It's a giant scam. And you have to know this before we move in to the next few pieces. So I'll explain this briefly. But what we plan to do are these two-hour segments, three segments, and we're going to release those one at a time as we get them done as sort of a part one, part two, part three. And then I'm actually going to combine them all into one long six-hour show. And I'm going to release the whole thing as a one six-hour show. And then what I'm going to do, I didn't ask Jim about this, but I'll bring this up to him. I'm thinking at that point, once we know that everyone who's interested listens to it, I'm going to try to do a live stream show over at pain.tv slash gold, and we'll do live call-ins on that for people who want to talk to Jim and ask him any additional questions. So part one is going to be on the climate scam. Then part two, we are going to get into the bank for international settlements. Um, We're going to get into the World Bank. We're going to get into all the climate bonds, the climate credits, ESGs, and everything else that the bankers are using in order to get the CEOs, the companies, the corporations, the smaller banks, and everyone else in line with this agenda, and how they're using the fake climate change narrative to drive this forward. And then in part three, we're going to talk about CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, and how that whole system works uh, at both the retail and wholesale levels, and talk about how long Jim sees this taking from today until it's fully implemented. We got into some of that today in our private conversation, and then we're going to show how all of this fits in to the plan for worldwide technocracy and why there are these 2030, 2050 timelines. There was a new paper that came out, sort of an internal 132-page document inside the UN in the last couple of days, basically telling all of their partners that we need to hurry up, we need to move this forward, we need to get this done. And so Jim follows a lot of what Catherine Austin Fitz talks about and John Titus, And then obviously he has all of his own research that he has been building on top of what they've been doing. So he has pretty much figured out how the whole financial system works on the global scale and how they're going to put this international worldwide CBDC into effect and how it's going to be managed, how the digital wallet works. Um, there's some stuff that he has seen. Now, this guy does not in any way whatsoever sound like a conspiracy theorist to me. I mean, he walks the walk. He is uh, encouraging people to continue to use cash, shop local, partner with local farmers, go analog, get rid of the smart devices. And so he's working on that stuff, but also he knows all about investments. He tracks the markets. He's been doing this for years, and he kind of sees where all this stuff is going, but it all ties in to everything we've been covering here as well as stuff mike's been covering everyone else that specializes in little niche areas this is all one big giant plan to usher in this worldwide technocracy management of the system by the scientists engineers and 
technologists. And so Jim even knew about the history of technocracy and the original goals going back to 1919, a lot of stuff the technocrats wrote about in the 1930s. So this is going to be, I think, a mind-blowing series. Now, Jim has done a few hot wires with uh, Mike Moore over there at the Thomas Paine Podcast. You can get access to those at Payne.tv slash gold. Join the hot wire level, which a lot of people do, and I thank you very much for that. And you can listen to to those hot wires with Jim, but this is going to be something special, folks, because we're going to go through everything, and this guy, he is a perfectionist, all right? Just since we started in the last week talking about him coming on, he has sent me detailed emails. You have to watch these videos in this order. Here's the charts. Here's the papers. He is going to have all types of supporting material. So over here, you know, at the Dust and Gold Standard, I like to put that stuff up on the screen. So we're going to walk through all of this. And like I said, when we're done, we're going to release it as a full six-hour episode for anyone who wants to get the short-form breakdown of how this is going to work. Now, some of the other stuff I talked to Jim about that I'm going to bring up in these conversations as well is how this affects people at a personal level, not just having to be forced into the CBDC, social score, you know, climate credit system, carbon credit system, uh, but also what happens to any wealth you may have accrued up to this point, 401ks, IRAs, uh, are they going to just make your money disappear through inflation? Are they going to seize it? Are they going to trade it out for CBDC? What should people do with that money? What happens if you're nearing retirement? What happens if you're 25 years old and just started a 401k? What happens if you're my age, like 40? Maybe you built up some money. Do you take it out and pay the penalties? If you do, where should you put it? What are safe investments? Should you hold the cash? But then it's going to go down and value because of um, inflation. You know, we got into a little of that on the phone. He can't give out financial advice based on the stuff he has done professionally, but I can ask him, I think, for advice from me, give him some different scenarios, and then allow him to answer those questions. We talked about some of this today. I don't want to talk about it right now until he's on to answer questions, but uh, it's very interesting because I have a lot of friends around my age that are now leaning on me saying, you know, what do I do? What do I do with this? I've got some money saved up. Are they going to take it away from me? And I don't have those answers, which is why I reached out to Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, and I said, Maria, who can I talk to who can answer these questions for the audience and for my friends and family? And she said, you've got to talk to Jim. So I reached out to Jim, and Jim said, yeah, I will come on. And the next thing you know, he starts building out all these outlines, and he wants to lay out this entire system for us. So I think it's going to be fascinating, folks. I'm really looking forward to it. First episode is supposed to be, uh, I think we're supposed to record that on Friday. And we'll see how 
that goes. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind. It's it's going to be mind blowing stuff just based on our conversation. Which I wish we recorded that conversation because he got into a lot of stuff that I, that I don't even know about. Now he's sending me charts. I'm not big a uh, financial guy, so I'm going to have him explain these charts to me in layman's terms. So this way you can understand it if you're not a pro and you want to learn about this stuff for the first time or have any questions you may have answered based on other podcasts you've listened to to talk about this jim is going to be the guy and that's why at the end i'd like to book him out for about two hours for a live call-in show on pain.tv slash gold and this way he can fill in any additional questions that you may have folks And, and what i will do for you too is once this is done i will cut the video together into a full six hour uh presentation maybe what we'll do is we'll wait until we do the question and answer show and then i'll cut that in so it'll be like a full eight hour video with everything uh included uh so it'll have all the charts and then i'll ask mike if there's a way on pain.tv slash gold that you guys can like click a button and download the full video and that way you could save it at home on a hard drive or if you still have some sort of a dvd or cd burner you could burn it and this way you can save it because i think this is going to really pull everything together we're even going to get into a little bit of stakeholder capitalism which comes out of klaus schwab of the world economic forum and the forum Reich. And so we're going to put that in there as well. And so this should this should clarify everything. And then I'm going to be able to start looping in this information on the Bank for International Settlements and the rest of this stuff into what I currently talk about. Again, we're trying to put all the pieces together. It's very complicated. People want a short answer to this, but there isn't one, folks. These guys wake up every day. There's thousands upon thousands of them that work inside these think tanks. They war game this stuff. They have all the social engineers, the prison planet wardens, the scientists, the engineers, the technologists, they're all working on this 24-7, implementing it through politicians, you know, through public policy, as well as through financial policy. And so to try to dissect it all and explain all of it's going to be difficult. I mean, at some point, I told you, I want to be able to distribute some sort of a Thomas Paine common sense sort of pamphlet or 10-point PowerPoint presentation that explains the whole system and brings in the transhumanism, the technocracy, the financial aspects, and everything else, folks. And this way, hopefully, hopefully, if you find people that are interested that have half a brain left, maybe you could wake them up to this to this system and i'll ask jim too if he thinks it's inevitable what's he doing to try to escape it he's got kids what are they doing how is he teaching them uh to try to live outside this system or at least to be able to insulate themselves from what is happening and where we are going now speaking of where we are going folks when i get back from this short break i am going to get back to peter thiel and curtis yarvin i have to get this out of the way i want to do it before jim comes on because we discussed peter thiel and this plan for the techno fascist king and i've been doing more reading more research uh, and finding more information on this and i really want to try to clarify 
what is happening here inside of the new right, or we'll call it the fake right, what is happening in the fake right. And I think we need to know this because this push for the technocracy is all going to play into the orchestrated collapse of the financial system and the supply chains that ties into this because it's all about this giant press to put this worldwide technocracy into place. Folks, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, what I'm going to try to do, if it's possible, I'm working on it, between now and when Jim comes on for the first in the three-part series, I'm going to try to get Maria Albanese over here to fill in some of the blanks on this Peter Thiel stuff and her tie-ins to Steve Bannon. Uh, because there's a lot that she's researched that I haven't had time to get into yet. So I'm hoping I'll be able to get her on to fill in those blanks before Jim comes on and we get into this uh, financial stuff because I know the way my brain works. I'll start shifting into financial mode and I'll be forgetting about this political side building out of the fake right. So I'm going to try to get her on. I hope you guys had a chance to listen to the Halloween special with Chrissy Piccolo. That was like three and a half hours. I didn't realize I was going to be talking to her that long, but it was great because it allowed me to work through a lot of the concepts we've been developing over here and then getting her feedback. And with her creativity, she kind of opened my mind up to stuff that I think I may have even missed. So I've got my pads, my notepads over here. And so I start scribbling and jotting down ideas always trying to figure out how to tell the best story around this stuff and you know i don't really do not in this show highly produced uh you know video content and sort of mini documentaries i'm going to eventually get back into that stuff once we continue to build this show up and i'm able to start to pull myself away from other work and focus on this a hundred percent of the time so i'm eventually going to get into that and developing more uh highly produced content folks so please leave a five-star review over at apple podcasts and a comment you guys have been doing that every time we hit seven Apple knocks us down five. But now we broke 70, so I'm hoping if people can just hop over there for a minute, leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate that. It actually does help us. The Young Bucks over at the Thomas Paine Podcast always tell me to mention it, but it is true. It actually does work. We're sitting over here shilling for social score reviews. (laughs) The technocrats control the entire system, folks. If we don't get the reviews, they don't let you grow. So please do that that ladies and gentlemen all right i am going to jump back over here to this vox.com article that we started the other day and remember we're also in the middle of a vanity fair article 
And then there's a few other articles I have to review. A lot of this stuff I've seen over the years, and I just let it go. I brushed it off. It was just left-wing reporters writing about nonsensical stuff for the purpose of tarnishing conservatism or libertarianism. But now I'm going back and rereading this stuff with new eyes. I'm listening to it with new ears. And I'm seeing that this information that has been put out there is actually very important. And it's true because it loops in with other research I'm doing, things I've read. And so now I want to review it with you so you have a clear understanding of what is actually happening. It helps you start to figure out what's been going on the last seven years, really since, I would say, 2015 when Trump ran, where it seems like the veil has been lifted and everybody knows government is corrupt. And now I see that it's all intentional. It's basically all a show. And a lot of people, I think from the QAnon world, and if you're one of them, I don't mean to... uh, disparage you or anything but the but the thing is is that we are being led into this worldwide technocracy under the guise that the government is being exposed in all of its corruption and criminality and that's going to somehow root out this deep state drain the swamp and we're going to go back to a freedom-based constitutional republic when in fact that's not what's happening I believe they are creating this picture. It is true. The information is true. But the misdirection is that they're shifting you from the restoration of a republic into the um, the the ushering in of the technocracy. That is actually what is happening. So it's a big shell game that is going on, folks. So they have to collapse the current system in order to usher in the new system. Just like Peter Thiel has said uh, in the past towards the beginning of COVID Land, the high school theater production, that COVID would bring the ability to usher in a new economy and push out an old economy. It's also called the Great Reset. And we are in the middle of the fourth industrial revolution, the bridge between the third industrial era and the fourth industrial era. So let me just go back a couple of paragraphs. I won't analyze too much here. If you want to listen to the past episodes on this, uh, I'm not sure exactly what they are, but I'd go back to like episode 71, 72, 73. All right. So uh, this is a part of the article. It says how to win absolute power in Washington. And I'm just going to read a couple of these paragraphs and then summarize the plan by Curtis Yarvin. Now, if you remember, Curtis Yarvin is known as the Yuval Noah Harari of the New Right or the Dark Enlightenment. And Curtis Yarvin was funded by Peter Thiel. He invested in one of Curtis Yarvin's uh, companies. And then Curtis Yarvin shows up at these New Right conferences. Uh, People are listening to him. His ideas are adopted by people like J.D. Vance, who's uh, one of Peter Thiel's former employees, and Blake Masters, who is literally the protege of Peter Thiel, uh, ran Peter Thiel's investment capital firm as well as his foundation, the one that grooms all of the young college technocrats through the Peter Thiel Fellowship.
All right, so these guys have adopted Yarvin's ideology, and then Yarvin shows up at these new right conferences, many of which are paid for by Peter Thiel. So go back a few episodes and catch up on this stuff because it's very important, folks. I mean, this is what's happening out there in the real world right now. All right, it says, talk of an American coup may sound bizarre, but coups are not that weird. They happen in other countries, and in Yarvin's telling, they've even happened in the United States, sort of. He argues that Alexander Hamilton, Abraham Lincoln, and Franklin D. Roosevelt each so sweepingly expanded presidential power, centralizing authority and establishing new departments that they can be said to have founded new regimes. Now, we can add, obviously, George W. Bush to that list as we talked about unitary executive theory uh, sort of popularized by Dick Cheney and that was majorly expanded the idea of that was expanded under the Trump administration various times ladies and gentlemen I'm not going to get into that today but I've been doing more research on unitary executive theory goes on to say, but Yarvin wants to see something even more dramatic. In posts such as, quote, reflections on the late election, end quote, and, quote, the butterfly revolution, end quote, and podcast appearances such as those with former Trump official Michael Anton and writer Brian Chow, Yarvin has laid out many specific ideas about how the system could really be fully toppled and replaced with something like a centralized monarchy. See, not replaced with or restored to a constitutional republic. It says, sometimes Yarvin frames this as what Trump should have done in 2020 and what he should but won't do in 2024 and what some other candidate should do in the future if they want to seize power quote trump will never do anything like this end quote yarvin wrote quote but i won't disguise my belief that someone should someone worthy of the task of course end quote now remember i told you this guy is backed by peter thiel so he's not just some quack all right it's not me talking to a few thousand of you this guy has the ear of J.D. Vance, uh, Blake Masters, uh, Peter Thiel. I mean, he is influential in those circles, circles of power and influence. It goes on to say, it is basically a set of thought experiments and about how to dismantle U.S. democracy and its current system of government. Writer John Gantz, reviewing some of Yarvin's proposals, concluded, quote, if that's not the product of a fascist imagination, I don't know what possibly could be, end quote. Many of these are similar to events preceding the fall of democracies elsewhere in the world. Again, Yarvin's prominent fans like J.D. Vance and Blake Masters wouldn't fully endorse this program. Masters told NBC that he would have, quote, a different prescription, end quote, of what to do than Yarvin, and that he believes in the Constitution, but some aspects of it have caught their interest. All right, so now what Yarvin is advocating for, and I'm going to summarize this because we covered it in detail, and you'll just have to go back to one of those episodes and find it. It says campaign on it and win on it. So what he is encouraging, uh, either Trump or someone like a Trump, to campaign on the idea of becoming a monarch, a king, 
and win. And so the idea is that they want someone to win in this current system, this fake rigged up scam of a system we live under, because they believe that that will set the stage for what they call a mandate. So if they have a majority of people vote for this, you know, or, you know, they win it through electoral college, then they'll say they have a mandate to convert the system from a constitutional republic into a techno-fascism under a monarch, under a king, all right? I, I mean, this is for real. This is for real. And so my personal belief, the more I've been brainstorming this, this is my opinion, is that even though we don't, I I would say you don't need a majority of the people to vote for this. You only need to create an illusion of the majority or an illusion uh, for this mandate. And so if you take the right who believes the election was stolen from Trump, it was rigged and stolen, doesn't matter if it was, it wasn't, none of that matters. They were able to create an illusion that it was, right? So you create this illusion that there is a mandate for this techno-fascist king. You only have to make the people or the majority of the people believe that there's a mandate for a king. And everyone else will just go on board. Look at COVID Land, the high school theater production. Everybody just got on board. All right. At the end of the day, with the election rigging, let's say 50% of the country truly believe it. At the end of the day, they've done nothing to do it. Like you were basically, you believe that our country is run by, you know, tyrannical election cheats. Like the whole system collapsed. Everything was stolen. The election was rigged. It was literally stolen. And yet no one does anything. So you see, they have everyone desensitized to it. And eventually people just get on board. They accept it. They might not think of Joe Biden as their president, but they accept that he is the president. He's installed there. And this is just the way it is. We're supposed to believe Joe Biden is destroying the economy, causing inflation, but we just accept it. Even though you believe that he's actually not not supposed to be there so they only have to create an illusion an illusion that the majority of people have just gone along with it folks so everything is this illusion when i get back let me just walk you through the rest of what yarvin is advocating for before we get to the new parts because we got to keep laying this down so that you understand it and you can explain it to other people folks especially especially people that you believe are on your side people that come from the right from conservatism maybe even some people from the left that have a brain that you could explain to them this is not about restoring a republic this is not about representative democracy this is not about freedom or liberty or human autonomy these folks are trying to trick us and bait us into cheering on the idea of a techno-fascist king. I am Dustin Gold, the techno-fascist king. I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 